Hey everyone, you are now tuning into The Rebecca School Listener, a podcast for Rebecca School, which is a therapeutic day school for children ages 3 to 21 with neurodevelopmental delays of relating and communicating, including those on the autism spectrum. My name is Chris Hernandez, media specialist here at The Rebecca School, and I will be your host as we journey into the daily lives of those who work here. Enjoy. Hey everyone, Chris here. Now, before you get started and listen to today's episode, I wanted to take some time and talk about something really important. We're now announcing our annual Rebecca School DIR Floor Time Conference titled The Heart of Learning, Using Relationships to Create Safe Learning Environments, which will take place on Friday, March 6th, 2020, from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. This conference is open to all self-advocates, professionals, and parents. And also keep in mind that CEUs will be available. This year, we happen to have Dr. Stephen W. Porges as our keynote speaker, and we hope to see you all there. If you'd like more information, please head to our website, www.rebeccaschool.org, and head to our DIR Floor Time tab. Enjoy this episode. Welcome back, everyone. So today, we're actually going to be talking about a poetry group called Grad Group. So with that being said, I have with me again on the podcast our creative writing teacher, Donnie Welch. Hey, Chris. Hey, everyone. And I also have Joshua Noble, our supervising transitions coordinator. Good to be back, Chris. This is the first time you guys have been back in season two of the podcast, and we're going to talk about your joint group, grad group. Now, I remember being able to film grad group last year, um, and I heard that it's very different today um, in both its structure and what you guys do and everything. Um, So I actually want to talk a little bit about the old grad group first, and I want to talk about where the idea was actually born. Where did it come from? Like, how did you guys come together and put this group? What was the necessity for it? Grad group actually started four years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donnie and I started collaborating last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was so thankful that Donnie came to me last year to uh, add his expertise and poetry skills to the group. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about last year and this year and even sort of Further back, four years ago, it started as a collaboration with the um, educational supervisor that ran the classrooms of transitions age students, myself and the social worker. And it was a novel and successful idea to bring students to get students who were in their last year of school together to start to prepare for the day of graduation and thinking about their life after graduation. And that two-faceted approach continues to be the focus of grad group today uh, four years later focusing and preparing on the graduation day which will be in june 2020 and helping those students um, prepare for their life after graduation yeah and from like a creative arts creative writing perspective i was interested in putting a group together around a shared experience. Now, I was particularly interested 
uh, and this idea of memoir or how I could start a kind of group that explored life story a little bit. And as I brainstormed this and was just kind of letting it simmer in the back of my mind, I actually saw Josh do a presentation for our staff here on person-centered transition planning. And I was like, whoa, like this is in many ways just memoir without the elements of prose tossed in. And so the following year, after I saw that presentation and let this idea sort of cook, I came to Josh and I was like, Josh, I think we should do a graduate poetry group. And Josh said, yeah. <laughs> so that was sort of my piece of it. And I think uh, shared experience is an important jumping off point when creating art. You know, outside of schools, there are groups for veterans. There are groups for people who like to bake. There are all sorts of different writing workshops where people come together and are able to write and riff on a similar theme or on similar topics. And for the students we're working with, you know, what better topic to talk about than this huge transition that's about to happen? And what better way to give them the space to explore these feelings than through art? So as we looked ahead into this year, you know, we did some time to reflect. We met over the summer, myself, Josh, uh, Courtney Ladder, who was another key facilitator. Then we invited other facilitators, uh, Caroline Kaplan and Chris, we brought you into the meeting as well. We like, all right, let's talk about what went well. So what went well in our original graduate poetry group was really that it happened and that the students who were a part of it really seemed to um, connect with one another and connect to the idea that we were trying to foster. This was a shared experience, that this was something new, you know, really a change, a transition. And that was evidenced by this amazing moment in graduation when one of our poets, uh, mid-graduation speech, busted <laughs> out into our poem, which is all about you, all about, uh, uh, all about me, all about you, listen and learn, share something new. And then went on and on from there. Uh, so that was a like, huge success. But as we were reflecting, we realized we didn't necessarily have a uh, laid out uh, curriculum per se, or even any uh, like guiding principle. We knew the larger themes we wanted to hit on, and we knew some activities we wanted to do, and we would meet kind of roughly or just text before each session and go in and do it. But this year, we had this reflection meeting, and we made sure to have like follow-up meetings with each other as facilitators, and really laid out guidelines and projects and building blocks leading up to graduation to make it uh, more complete affair. And I think there are some other uh, tweaks that we made from last year to this year. And just so listeners know, Donnie referenced a couple of um, colleagues and their names. Um, Courtney is a speech therapist and Caroline is an occupational therapist. So we do try to be thoughtful about utilizing the different um, expertise and disciplines at Rebecca School to help the group be as successful as possible. Um, so some of the tweaks, the other tweaks that we made from last year to this year is we're in a different room location. Mm -hmm. I think the last year it was in um, a classroom of some of the students. This year for the first time we have a, a room in the building dedicated to transitions and transition planning. Woo! It's a big deal, we're really excited. <laughs> and it's actually a really large space and, and really suits the needs of our groups well. Um, we run two groups actually this year. This is you know one of the mm -hmm. tweaks. 
Uh, for the past three years, the groups have just been, each of the last three years were, were just for the students that were graduating that year. This year, in addition, we also have a group for the students in their second to last year. That's really unique. Yeah. That's awesome. So then you're, you're preparing them for that next graduation group. Yeah. Two year long group. Prep time. Yeah. That's actually really, that's, yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah. And I think we, it works out to, to start the group two years out. We, we refer to the groups by their graduation year. Mm -hmm. So we have the 2020 grad group and then we have the 2021 grad group. The 2020 grad group has four students and the 2021 grad group has eight students. Um, we also brought on another colleague this year for the first time. And uh, similar to Donnie asking if we could collaborate on a poetry grad group, I had the ex uh, fortunate experience of one of our music therapists over the summer say, hey, Josh, um, I'm interested in participating in the grad groups if you're willing to have me. And I was like, I'd love to have you. So we also have uh, Ricky Perry, who's um, a music therapist in the grad groups. And that, had, I, I can't really underestimate how important it has been to have Ricky in the group. Mm -hmm. So many of our students are, are musical. All four of um, our students graduating in 2020 received music therapy. And music really is the thread that in some ways ties those students together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so every, uh, every group starts off uh, with two, I think, really effective tools that we've used for the first time this year. One is Ricky creating music in some form, mm -hmm. guitar, drum, just something sort of warm and welcoming that helps the students to settle in. And once the students are there, uh, Caroline, the occupational therapist, uh, helps the students to understand their, their own energy level and and then leads us accordingly in some type of exercise that helps to um, give the students and staff the energy that they need to be as engaged as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that student and staff note is an incredibly important point. It's something I really love to integrate into all my groups. The staff there are just as present, just as involved, and really just as important as the students themselves. And with the energy and the movement piece sometimes just as tired, uh, especially mm -hmm. on a Thursday morning. You know, you can be still kind of waking up, drinking your own coffee, and it's nice. Your hopefully it's your own coffee, drinking mm -hmm. your coffee, <laughs> and it's nice to have Caroline kind of lead that movement piece and us really warm up as a group and be ready to enter this space as a group because it's not just about you know let's do this for the students. It's let's do this with the students. These aren't kids; they're young adults. So treating them as such in this space and in this way is important, right? We are a group of adults in the shared poetry group, in the shared poetry workshop. Um, and that buy-in is so key in working with all of the amazing colleagues Josh and I have referenced is honestly one of the treats of being here at Rebecca School. And working with folks who will come into a space and buy into it with you and clap and stomp along and play bongos and do really whatever cool, rhythmic, ridiculous sometimes things you ask. Um, and that buy-in and that joy and that energy uh, is felt by everyone, students, staff. So I have like three thoughts that are crossing my head as like we speak about this. First, first off, I love the music addition to it because it just absolutely makes sense when you think about it um, in the sense of like Donnie does poetry 
and he brings that rhythm piece and then the added piece of those musical instruments and the actual beats and stuff like that just sounds really beautiful mm. and it just seems like it fits perfectly into the group then second i love how you know that you've adapted the actual movement piece into it with caroline like you were just yeah. saying you know over i mean for my groups over the past year um and even with filming just your individual groups donnie um, movement is like a key piece and key regulator mm -hmm. in getting students ready for the actual group's activity. So seeing you guys or hearing about you guys, because um, I haven't been able to stop by, so hearing about you guys, um, adding that piece is really important. And I think that really goes back to what we always talk about on this podcast, which is even though something may not work out when you first try it on your first run or your second run, you know, as time goes on, you start to adapt because you start to learn more and you start to integrate different pieces into what you're doing and everything. And everything sort of just like this falls together into place because now you have your routine for how the group starts and how the students get regulated and keep themselves regulated and everything. Yeah. And, then, and third, um, I just really want to bring this back to Josh. Oh, I, I totally forgot what I was going to say now. Totally forgot. It Appreciate that you want to bring it back it's, to me. Yeah, <laughs> I know I did want to bring it back to you because it's like I, in my head I was thinking about like, like, oh, I just remembered. I'm keeping this whole thing in there because it sounds it sounds really funny. Um, bringing it back to you in the sense of every month during our first season of this podcast, you know, you always brought up a really great point of it's never too early to start transitioning. It's never too early to start transitioning a child, a student for the rest of their life because that's something you always have to worry about, whether you're a parent, whether you're an educator, and just to see you implement that two-year group is really amazing because it's like you're, you're, you're a person who holds your your values in place. It, it, you, you, you truly believe that, that it's never too early to start transitioning. Why not start transitioning children two years in advance, students mm -hmm. two years in advance? It, it's, it's really necessary because sometimes some students may get confused that one year that they have grad group and it's like, what do you mean? What, what do you mean? What is this graduation? What is this concept? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a What is this graduation you yeah, speak of? Yeah, what is this graduation <laughs> you speak of? I don't know what you're talking about. You're right. The extra year is really helpful. Um, and there's transition planning going on for a lot of students mm -hmm. younger than one or two years out. Um, but specifically for this group of now 12 students who are in their last or second to last year, um, this has also been a, the, the grad groups and that the grad groups are more effective and that they're now two years out has been really helpful in my transition planning too. Because oftentimes students might have a transition planning meeting once a month at best, maybe every couple of months where we're really coming together and focusing on their post-Rebecca school plan. But now we're coming together every week and we're talking in some way about their post-Rebecca school plan. Mm -hmm. um, just this past week, uh, we incorporated something new in the group. And this is another thing that I, I agree with Donnie. Like it's, it's great to have colleagues that are fully invested because we're constantly learning and growing in the groups. And so Absolutely. we tried something new in this last last week, which I think was really effective and we're probably going to continue to 
to do it. So as Donnie had said, and I might ask Donnie to, to riff the poem again because <laughs> he does it so well. But, so we start off every week after you come into music and you do some movement. And then as a group, we do the poem. And then each student does the poem. Mm -hmm. And uh, staff. And staff. So I'll do it. I do the poem. Yeah. Too. I should, I, there's no reason I need to have Donnie do it. So, and we also try to tweak how we do the, the poem. So when I, I might do it like all about me. All right, Josh. All about you. Listen and learn. Share something new. So we have those four lines each week. And what we started last week was asking everyone to share something new. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that really created this space for an unscripted conversation about what they wanted to share. Um, and sometimes the students are a little reticent to share because they're not sure what to share. Um, and that's one of the areas that I think my experience and expertise in transition planning helps the group in that I can bring into the group elements of a student's transition planning process. Mm. So for example, in last week's group, I brought, um, I, I used the example of one of the students is starting to learn how to travel um, the New York City subways independently. It's part of our goal for a lot of our students to become independent travelers. And so I offered that. And then students started to talk about that. Oh, I, you know, one student said, oh, I want to travel independently. And another mm -hmm. student said, well, I want to do it, but I'm not sure. And, and so now, in addition to just talking about the day of graduation, now we're um, just very casually talking about their desire to be independent travelers, what it's like to get around the city. Well, if they can independently travel from home to school, then they could probably independently travel from their home to their friend's home or meet somewhere in the middle. Um, so I, 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 it, just as I was saying earlier, it's, it's super helpful to have this additional weekly space to talk about um, the components of the student's transition plan and what we're help, what, what we want their sort of post Rebecca school life to look like. Mm, absolutely. One thing I was thinking about as uh, you were talking, Josh, about the sharing aspect is we're both we're all learning together here, right? This is our second year running this. This is a lot of the students' first time in this space. But what is so cool about it is in thinking about it as part of a DIR model and a DIR school is it really hits on that R, that relationship piece, right? There's a even though it's about independence, there's a togetherness in independence, right? The importance of those group workshops that I talked about at the start, like a veterans group or a blah 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 group, is that that shared experience means like you're not alone, right? It, it's a group of people coming together around something that might be a little bit scary. You know, this is a pretty intimidating thing, but here's seven other people with you. Here's three other people with you. If you expand it across two years, here's 11 other people with you. And this isn't something you have to experience in isolation or only with your family. This is something that you have a peer group with and something that you have a support system, so to speak, uh, with. I mean, there's definitely, I know from the transition planning you do, support is a piece of that. Um, but I mean support in, I suppose, in like a, a friendship kind of way, more mm -hmm. so than necessarily a family network or a professional network. And I think that's a really important aspect of this group and one of the biggest successes, especially this year, 
uh, the groups this year have really just connected with each other in amazing ways that I thought would take I don't know, at least till December or January to get to or like uh, February seems to be the point where a lot of groups really take off but now like the students are so engaged with each other engaged in the activities and for the most part willing to share and willing to share really emotionally complex at times vulnerable things that's been I mean really amazing just see as a facilitator right to step back and give them the space and see what comes out when they're talking together and sharing I mean that's what inquiry learning is all about though thanks Chris <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe we could talk a little bit more so so listeners have a sense of what a grad group looks like yeah yeah because like it's an hour long mm-hmm. um, we we intentionally made it a, a, a fairly uh, long group also as change. Long. Yeah, right. So instead of it being a half hour, it's now an hour. Um, and, and that gives us a lot more time to accomplish what we want and not feel rushed. Mm-hmm. So um, before each group, uh, myself and, some, and Donnie and some of the facilitators, we transform the room into a space that's really welcoming. So we sort of sit in a semicircle. Uh, we take advantage of having probably the biggest whiteboard in the school in the room. <laughs> yeah. Don't spread that. Uh, and we'll write the whole poem on it, and it's double-sided, so that after we're done with the poem, we can do another activity. And just doing the coming into music, uh, saying the poem as a group and individually, uh, and moving our bodies sort of effectively, is maybe the first half of the group. It takes mm-hmm. us through the, about the first 30 minutes. Yeah. Then we have the second 30 minutes to engage in... Um, <coughs> kind of more of a substantive activity. Mm-hmm. And what we've been working on uh, most recently is kind of similar to what Donnie was saying, attracted him to the group in the beginning, this sort of idea of memoir. And we've been doing what we're calling a life timeline project mm-hmm. where we are trying to map out significant events in the student's life from birth until now and starting to envision um, events in the future that they want to accomplish. And um, that's been... I think quite successful. Yeah, it's, I agree. It's a little hard sometimes for the students to again key in on, you know, when I was a teenager, these are the couple of things. So we're also engaging the parents for for feedback and collectively we have a bit of information. Um, we also have, thanks to Chris, we have yearbooks uh, yeah, for Chris. most of the years of the school in the transitions room. So students can look back on their, their time at Rebecca School. Some of our students in the groups have been at Rebecca School since it opened mm. in 2006. So you can really sort of see, um, you know, significant timeline events in uh, what teachers they had, who were their classmates. Uh, and this is helping them, I think, to see graduation not as this scary point in the future, but an event along the continuum of their life yeah. that is filled with exciting and sad and complex emotional events absolutely yeah so that's you guys need the rest of the yearbooks you can have them yeah <laughs> i think we do no i think i still have the uh the ones from 2006 2007 yeah. they're like super skinny small and they have like little bindings this is actually um, why we agreed to come to the podcast chris Oh, it's just to, uh, quid pro quo to yeah, confront you. About yeah, to this? confront me about me withholding yeah. some of the yearbooks. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, sorry, I cut you yeah. off. No, it's okay. Yeah. Um, and then I, I'm excited to see where the group goes. Yeah. There's, you know, over the summer, the collaborators got together and we brainstorm a bunch of things and we're implementing a lot of it. But also, I think by virtue of us all being invested, and I think it works out that, you know, these two groups, we run them both on Thursday mornings. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's, we're just sort of so into it on Thursdays that there's a lot of ideas yeah. that just sort of naturally arise. Um, we meet fairly regularly to re- reflect and plan. You forgot the hand pile. You're right. I forgot the hand pile. <laughs> so the group ends, uh, both of them end with a hand pile, which is just putting your hands in like a sports team might. And we'll do like a chant. I believe it's good Rebecca School Graduates, um, which is a student created chant. Uh, like, for example, last year was, see if I remember, uh, Go to success in our last year. That was great. Thank you. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Yeah, and it's like, you know, it's a little cheesy, but it's also really nice. And it's also, I mean, it's team building. It's why sports teams do it. Mm -hmm. And it's such a nice way to end because it's something everyone can participate in who's in the group. You know, uh, everyone can put their hand in. If they don't feel like saying it, that's okay. There are so many other voices there who can say it with them. Um, It's just like a nice way to add some closure so i keep bumping the table is there any like carryover for after grad group like is there any like things that you send with them any materials any thoughts to think about when they go home and think about for next group are there any setups that you guys do like that it's a great question Chris. yeah um, i had a great idea yeah well one thing that we had talked about well i patented it so <laughs> Wow, all right, look, man. If you don't want to give the yearbooks, that's okay. <laughs> you don't have to come after us like that. One thing we were thinking about. So every year, as the poem grows, uh, we have a little binder, which is the students' binder to take care of and to keep. Uh, now they stay in the transitions room, which is like Donnie's graduation poem, for example. And this is where all the work done on the collaborative poem, uh, all the work done on individual projects all the kind of mementos they want to keep live. And while we kept last year's binders, we talked this year about letting this be something that the graduates take home with them. Um, So I imagine we'll put that into practice because, I mean, I don't necessarily need extra binders. Uh, And I think it would be a nice thing for them to keep. And there's a lot of really good work that's going on in terms of future planning with this Lifeline project that we've been doing. So that could be an important thing to reference as well. Mm-hmm. I think there's also just the organic conversations that happen in between the groups because now we are, I think, a pretty well-gelled group. And so when I see some of those students, they start to reference me mm-hmm. or I work in the transitions room, that space as related to their poetry group. So it's it's a good idea to maybe think about ways that they can engage the poem or the work outside of it. And I think it's just, you know, it's become a fabric of their life. And to some degree, I think a fabric of the school that there are these cool graduate poetry groups happening. Mm-hmm. And, and, and with that, if there has, if there was something for them to take home or take out of the group and, and bring with them to reflect on and, and review, like that'd be a great way to include parents as well. Mm hmm. So it's like it's this whole circle daily transition thing that's happening 
because they're transitioning for the rest of their, their life. I learned this from you, Josh. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, 21 is, a, 21 is a big event, but, a, you know, we hope our, our students live to a, a, a very old mm -hmm. and successful old age. So, mm -hmm. not that old. But, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say it like that. But, you know, this uh, 21, I think a lot of times people think of 21 as this... Um, a final, like, yeah. it's that final, I, I know exactly what you're saying, it's, it's that final stop, and it's like... You're, you're, you're like you're, driving off a cliff, is how yeah. it's sometimes referred yeah. to. And it's a big event, and sure, not being at school is a big change when school has been um, an, an anchor in your student, in your family's life from 3 to 21. But, mm -hmm. I mean, here the three of us are, and we've been out of school for a long time, and... We're, we're doing fine I'm and that's our school. you're back in school yeah. so that's it you know our students will hopefully return to school too yeah. as they get older and then there's that too there's, right? there's that as well yeah yeah because yeah. life ebbs, ebbs and flows wow ebbs and flows Chris yeah Chris dropping lines yeah I'm, I'm trying I'm trying <laughs> to beef up this uh, all podcast poetry groups rubbing off on you all the poetry groups mm -hmm. rubbing off on me you're welcome anytime yeah listen I have to stop by take some pictures See how the group's running now. Drop off yearbooks. Drop off more yearbooks now. That was recording. Now you get out of it. I know. I gave it away. Um, but I'm really glad to hear it's going well. Um, really cool to hear about the ideas that have been updated and like what's going on and everything. Uh, but we've reached the end of our show. Alas. Alas. <laughs> so, as usual... I always ask or always tell you this is your floor time to talk about floor time. Mm. But this time oh, man. <laughs> I want you guys to really talk about what the most important part of grad group and transitioning for the children really is for you, yourself. For the adults. For the adults. What are your key takeaways from the group? What do you think the most special moment is? Wow. These are a lot of questions. This is more. No, it's just just choose one thing. Just choose one hmm. thing. You can go first on it if you have one. Oh, I'm yeah. trying to think. Uh, it's a, it's a Could even be an interaction with a student. There is something that we do towards the beginning of. <clears throat> The, the group where first as a group we all do the poem and then and then the students do the, the poem individually and I really like um, and I find it very effective that after a student reads or chants or sings the poem they they think of another person in the group mm -hmm. to and encourage that person to go next because um, I, I see that the group in addition to another opportunity each week to think about graduation and beyond and to cement some of the transition planning that's happening. For me, I think the most important thing is that these students are um, building relationships with their peers and deepening them. And I really hope that the relationships that are being nurtured in grad group are ones that will continue long after mm -hmm. um, their time at Rebecca School. Very well said. Um, Thanks. I'd like to like just echo that. And then, in terms of a, a moment, I'm, it's hard. There are a lot of good moments in this group, in both groups. 
I will say, as I think about like an in-group moment, one thing that's been particularly exciting, uh, and this sounds cheesy, but has been being able to work very closely and intensely with so many smart colleagues, uh, Josh included. I'm not just saying that because you're here. But I mean, Did I, <laughs> I roll in and what I bring to the table, I mean, is poetry, but I, that I'm working with Josh and I'm working with a music therapist and a speech therapist and occupational therapist we're all really just like brilliant at what they do and it's cool to be in a place uh by which i mean rebecca school where that energy is so centralized and people are willing to carve time out of pretty hectic professional schedules to be like yeah i'll meet for a half hour just to brainstorm new ideas just to reflect on what went well and what didn't that's a pretty unique and exciting thing that doesn't happen in a lot of schools or even a lot of institutions period and so to be a part of that and be a part of that action and that really energizing kind of educational thinking i mean it's it's surreal and it's cool to come into spaces and know that the people in in those spaces are just excited and just as thoughtful about their practice as you and for a student interaction, something that happened in a group, this is like very, um, I don't know, it, it, it might not be like the most monumental thing to happen, but we were trying to document uh, these found poems, <clears throat> which uh, were poems using visuals and words, which were the first project we worked on before the Lifetimeline project. And there was a student who I was trying to get to hold up their, their found poem, and the idea being that the found poems would be pictures of the students holding them, so that not only could we document it professionally, but they could go into the students' binders and they could have pictures of themselves uh, with the poem. And this student just like wouldn't hold it up with their face in front of it. It just like kept kind of moving it in different angles. And I wasn't really explaining myself too well. And it was just a miscommunication and it didn't really happen. And then we turned it over to um, the floor once everyone was done to share their work. And when it came to students' time to share the work, they held it up like chest level, smiling with their face bright, like ready to do it in like a perfect presentation pose. And it was just this, I don't know, it really struck me as this amazing, amazing moment where like, like this means so much to this student, you know, like this work isn't just something that we're doing. It's not just this idea. It's like this this person is proud of the work they've made and I'm an awful photographer, but here they are like ready to share this. Um, and that was, I don't know, that like hit me and that was towards the start of the group and it's just set the tone for the group for me the rest of the year. That's beautiful. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Chris. Good Thank to be you, here. Donnie. Thanks for coming on again. You're welcome. You've all been listening to The Rebecca Listener. This is Chris, your host. And we'll see you next time.